Hi, and welcome to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Matchplay. In this episode, I welcome Olympic judo hopeful David Terrell. David was an All-American wrestler at American University with a foundation in competitive judo and jiu-jitsu. He went on to compete as an adult in wrestling and jiu-jitsu at the highest levels. He made the decision to go back to his roots in judo with the hopes of competing for the United States in the Paris Olympics in 2024. The attributes and habits David relies on to perform at this level are applicable to athletes wherever they are in their careers. If you're enjoying the podcast and find it valuable, please consider visiting buymeacoffee.com matchplay. These small donations collectively help offset costs and other expenses associated with production of the podcast so I can continue to offer this service for free. Please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. This is a huge help. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on social media as well. The links can be found at matchplayrecruit.com. All right, so you have to tell me, like, what the dust-up was on a soccer field that led you to get into martial arts. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, I was a pretty rowdy kid. You know, most people that know me, I think, would say I'm pretty chill, right? Like, pretty laid-back guy. Uh, I guess not as a kid, but it's actually one of my fondest memories, believe it or not. So I think I was, you know, I was six or whatever I was soccer field some kid that was a little bigger than me stole some sort of toy or whatever it was uh, from me and i just i just remember kicking him in the face and getting my toy back and thinking like that was awesome i i not that i want it to happen again but almost a little bit right but uh so that that was one of them i think there are others but that was the main one that i remember Mm -hmm. and uh you know i also remember going back home and being like oh am i gonna get in trouble like what's gonna happen and Parents are like, ah, whatever, you you know, you got your thing back and stood up for yourself. Cool. Right. Right. Or some version of that, you know? And I was like, huh, that's uh, not what I expected. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, that might've been the last real fight I've ever been in. If I'm being really, yeah, like, uh, could be, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah. So you went home with your toy and that kid was missing a tooth or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I just remember my, uh, my, my toes were like, you know, they weren't broken or anything. Maybe I had a little sprained toe or whatever, but I was like, yeah, well, that was all worth it. <laughs> As like a six year old or whatever the case was. Right. So, uh, but yeah, that was, that was one of them. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I, I just like in the fights or whatever the case may be. But uh, yeah, you know, shortly after parents are like, okay, we got to get him to a combat sport. Right. So, you got to channel so that, this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so you're from Hawaii and, um, so what's growing up in Hawaii, like for someone who's actually born there and, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely a unique experience compared to the rest of the U S you know, mm-hmm. uh, for a variety of reasons, right. Culturally, right. Uh, you know, as far as like the demographics, uh, you know, it's, I never realized like, Oh, I'm in America, but I didn't realize, Oh, I'm a minority. Right. Like, uh, mm-hmm. in, in Hawaii, it's like, 30% Japanese and like 50% Asian, some, some like that numbers have changed for sure. But, um, you know, when I first started, you know, doing more tournaments in uh, the continental States and I'm like, Oh, like this is not like the rest of the country. Right. Um, I, you know, the food, weather, beaches, awesome stuff. Right. Like I, I'm about to go back actually like tomorrow just for, just for a day. Then I have a tournament. 
mm-hmm. but uh then i go back for thanksgiving so that'll be fun um but yeah it was definitely a unique experience there are some unique challenges as well mm-hmm. right obviously when you're coming from like a smaller state trying to break into let's say like the division one level in any sport or uh you know maybe you're trying to make the olympic team whatever the case may be mm-hmm. we're surrounded by the pacific ocean so it's really tough to have the same amount of experience as some other people uh will get um i i noticed that uh a little bit later and towards my high school years for uh a variety of reasons but um right. but yeah overall like i couldn't complain it was a, a great place to grow up and you know definitely made me a little bit different i'd say yeah but, um so your parents get you and the whole reason why i wanted to have you on is because like understanding how you develop this like i think a fighter's mindset is is like the ultimate competitive mindset and right, like right. and i think that like that trickles down into other sports so mm-hmm. that's the relevance for me and why i'm I, you know i have i want, wanted you to come on and i've had carlos on um it's just trying to understand how your guys minds work um so you get started and you know was it your dad, you know, that kind of said, go take these classes? What, how did you start out and, and walk yeah. us through your story there? Oh, for sure. So basically, you know, I had the whole soccer thing and they put me in a combat sport, which ended up being judo as the, mm-hmm. the first uh, martial arts slash sport I ever got involved in. And, uh, you know, Hawaii has a pretty, for a state so small and isolated, they have a pretty strong judo presence, right? Uh, you know, just because of the Japanese population. But Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up there, I remember my first, you know, practice class, whatever you want to call it. Um, I remember just getting pinned by like a girl or something. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't very great. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. not hating it, but being like, wow, this, this kind of sucks. Uh, um, but you know, as I, you know, started to, uh, I, w- I was a pretty, how would I say, um, I was a pretty quiet kid unless someone like messed with me, I would say, mm-hmm. which is why I got into fights, I think. But, um, you know, I, I just kept going, right? You know, after the first six months, I actually started to develop some skill. Uh, and it was never, I never really, especially when I was that young, um, I never really felt like, oh, like, you're going to be this competitor, you're going to do this or that. You know, I was six or seven, mm-hmm. give or take. This this was in 2000, right? So, um, but as I started to develop some skill, that's when, like, kind of the light bulb went off. May- maybe in my parents, um, you know, uh i think i think my mom was more the one like oh you could actually be pretty good at this right mm-hmm. there's competitions this that and the other um and then later on my dad was like a little bit more on board um and he he would uh basically help how would i describe this like he, he would find ways to help us develop right not necessarily in the judo sense but as athletes and you know uh also on the mental side um but yeah and then uh i think the first ever tournaments I did, you know, I, I didn't do well. You know, I was inexperienced, like a little kid. But, you know, as I kept developing and getting better, I'm like, oh, I can actually compete at the national level. I, yeah, as a kid, right? So it's not mm-hmm. super serious. But um, I remember that being a cool experience. We would go to nationals like every summer while, while I was young um, mm-hmm. and try to do our best there. And then so I, I was kind of uh, in integrated into this competitive team for quite a long time like uh you know i competed on the national level in judo you know as a kid for maybe like six seven years uh mm-hmm. countless judo matches right 
Uh, at, at some point along there, I would say maybe two or three years into judo, I got into jujitsu as well. Mm-hmm. Did a little bit of competition there. Not not as much as judo, but uh, it was a great complement, right? So like putting the two sports and arts together, uh, you know, yeah. I still do that now, right? It's, it's a lot of fun, but that's kind of um, the beginnings of my like competitive career. Um, it all started in like kind of that small little local judo club and uh you know when i go back to hawaii i'll I'll go visit and you know hopefully see some some old people that i I remember but yeah that that, that's the gist of it i would say kind of how i got pushed into it it wasn't like you're gonna be a competitor right away it was more okay you're starting to get better oh looks like you have a little bit of skill let's test it Mm -hmm. out and then uh we went from there so so. yeah so you know obviously you know you said you didn't win right away you know, how did you, how do you remember handling, you know, as a little kid, you know, um, not winning? Yeah, so that was definitely uh, an interesting process. Like, I remember a lot, like, mm-hmm. uh, as, as far as like your losses, right? As someone who competes, you, you remember those pretty well. In the beginning, like, obviously, I didn't know what was going on very much. I'm like, oh, I lost. Okay. Like, go home and play my Game Boy or something. Right. But right. Uh, as I started, you know, it's funny, like, the better you get, you know, you'll start to care about it more. And, um, you know, once I got to that level where I'm like, oh, you're placing at nationals. Oh, you're throwing everyone in the room, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You, you can ask my parents, you can ask my brother, you can ask whoever that knew me when I was that young. When I would lose in the room, I was a terrible loser. I would like throw mm-hmm. tantrums, like all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, how would I describe it? Like, I, I won't say good, but like, I, I definitely cared a lot about how I performed, mm-hmm. um, especially for someone that was so young. And I, I was probably a little too serious, honestly. But uh, it, 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 one thing that was a benefit, I would say, of that is, you know, I took every training session seriously. You know, I, I worked, uh, I wouldn't say I worked like, crazy hard, but, but for a kid, you know, that's that young, mm-hmm. I would say I worked reasonably hard. And uh, it was able to continue developing as a result. Um, you know, every day I was there to, improve or perform and do something that would like further my ability in judo so mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of like you know how i was as a, a kid um and you know i've carried some pieces of that throughout uh my career i've, I've changed uh, in different ways obviously but um the core of it i think is still there where it's like i'm always in training taking it seriously trying to get better um you know I I still get frustrated when I lose now, obviously, although I'm trying to, you know, keep it on the DL and make sure that I'm in control of myself, right? right. Um, and not act like a child. But uh, right. I definitely remember when I was that young, like being like, oh, if I lost, it was like the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, then I come in the next day and get back to it. So right. it's kind of like how it went. You kind of have to have a short memory when you're... Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Um, so, you know, what were jujitsu competitions like for you? And, you know, were you winning those? Did judo really help you to have a yeah, good yeah. foundation? A- absolutely. I would yeah. say, um, you know, I never did anything big when I was a kid as far as mm-hmm. jujitsu competition. I mean, I did, uh, that, I don't know. I don't think this is still really a thing. I, I, I should know. But, like, uh, you know, they, they used to have, like, Gracie Worlds. Mm-hmm. They call it Worlds. It's not really Worlds, right? Uh, it's a lot, much smaller than that. But. Um, I remember that was probably the best thing I won when I was a kid. It was like in, in California somewhere. I think we were just in like a high school gym or whatever. I might've been 13 or 12 at the time. 
Um, but you know, other than that, mostly just local tournaments and, uh, judo obviously gave me a huge advantage over people that just started with jujitsu, I would say, um, in that, like I was a bit more of an athlete than most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I could definitely be beat by a, a jujitsu only person, but it would take something that would, someone that would be very slick and very, um, how would I say very advanced for, for that age. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone wasn't, uh, you know, up to par positionally or they weren't in control of their body enough, I would just cut right through them. But, uh, it, it was more so just because I competed for so long in a sport that requires, uh, some form of athleticism, I would say. Yeah. Um, not that jujitsu jujitsu doesn't, but sometimes you can get away with less. I, I would say. But, right. But yeah. So, what do you remember about like? Uh, I mean, were you training almost every day? Were you, you know, what about like work ethic and discipline? And you know, what, what, how was that kind of ingrained into you through those experiences yeah, and training? Absolutely. I, I think. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, so, I, I would say our training was it wasn't crazy, but we definitely trained consistently. Uh, generally five or six days a week uh obviously we have school and stuff so it's not not like now i'm doing two sometimes three sessions a day right but you know back then we would get our evening session in and then uh you know go to bed go to school come back get the evening session in so more like five or six uh training sessions per week um you know depending on the time of year uh it would be different things because we uh one of the things that my old uh, judo club did is you know you would always kind of have junior nationals or kids nationals as like the point where you want to perform right mm-hmm. and you have other small local tournaments but we would kind of structure it like a season right um where as soon as uh january hits right um we're starting to build up towards uh usually the junior nationals would be in june or july right so it'd be kind of like a six month period of preparation as soon as junior nationals are over um then it would be more uh geared towards less hard training more development uh as far as skills and um you know a little bit more laid back at that point right, right. but we hit january now it's we'll, we'll slowly start to ramp up the intensity intensity which mm-hmm. i thought you know for a group of like kids that are just doing judo like i'm like oh this they handled it like pretty intelligently at least yeah. to my memory i yeah. think one thing that uh really influenced me as well and i i think this was a a really great idea um i'm i don't know if they still do it but uh we would come in sometimes on sundays and instead of running a training session or drilling or whatever it was uh it would be a mental coaching session and keep in mind we're like eight to ten year olds right like you know i'm surprised they got us to sit still for that long right but you know just just like a 30 minute session where like uh our head instructor would come in and you know you talk about different things depending on, you know, where we were at, right? Sometimes it would be about, you know, uh, the psychological side, like building confidence. And, uh, you know, one of the, the first uh, sports stories I ever heard was about, you know, Bannister and the four minute mile, right? You know, hey, like everyone thought this was impossible. And, you know, once someone breaks it, like, hey, it's, you know, free game at that point. Not free game, right. but you get my idea. Uh, and sometimes we'd go more over strategy, right? Like, uh, okay. If, um, you know, you're fighting someone that's doing this, right. Uh, these are the tactics we want to employ and, uh, this is how we want to handle these uh, scenarios. So it, it was a good mix of, uh, understanding, you know, some mental strategies and also some, some 
you know match strategies but mm -hmm. all, all of this was we didn't do anything physical we just kind of sat there and you know sometimes we would uh i actually have like old like notebooks of all these like little charts and i'm like mm -hmm. uh, like i wrote more as a as an eight-year-old right i should get back to that maybe but uh right. it, it was really cool stuff uh and i don't know many other places especially that handle kids that do that kind of thing mm -hmm. um i i thought i got a lot out of it yeah. um not sure about the other kids but yeah i mean it was kind of like teaching you how to be a pro in a way yeah ab absolutely I mean, yeah. yeah um when did uh wrestling enter the picture so uh wrestling was always uh something <laughs> you know uh i don't want to say we look down on it but uh, wrestling was always one of those things where i'm like ah we don't do that stuff that's not what we do kind of thing but once i started to get towards high school i'm like oh man like why not like you know I, one thing that i think my dad was really uh really really intelligent about handling is that you know he he was always like looking at the next avenue to like develop us um mm -hmm. so wh whether it was a strength and conditioning thing mental thing or getting into another sport like wrestling um and being like hey how is this going to complement your judo or just your overall grappling in uh, martial arts practice, right? And obviously wrestling would help. So uh, as a freshman, I, you know, I jumped on the team, wrestled uh, for my high school team and, uh, you know, was, was able to have some success right out the gate just because I was already a grappler, uh, even though I hadn't, rest hadn't wrestled. So um, there's obviously a lot of crossover between the two. Uh, you do need to learn the specifics of uh, whichever sport you're, that you're going into, of course. Um, but if you can control your body reasonably well and you pick up on things, uh, making the adjustments between sports, I think, is is definitely possible. So that's kind of how I went about it, I suppose. So didn't really do any wrestling until the freshman, uh, my freshman year of high school. So Yeah. yeah um, and I'm keen to ask you, your brother is, what's the age difference? Uh, three years, yeah. Three so years. I, so, I'm 30 now, he's 27. So, yeah. So he's like... Yeah, older and wiser. Um, Hopefully. <laughs> so he was kind of along the for the ride with you and was doing mostly the yeah, same yeah. stuff. Uh, a lot, a lot of the <clears throat> same stuff. Um, what one advantage that he had is someone that was younger, uh, kind of following, um, mm -hmm. is that he got to he got to start in wrestling a little bit earlier. So mm -hmm. he, at an earlier age, he developed more traditional wrestling. Uh, attacks and movements i would say whereas i was like more reliant on pure judo a little bit mm -hmm. of jujitsu too uh, you know and that makes for different styles uh, but he was definitely able to have more success early on than i was so just because just he started earlier i would say uh, you know he, he'd probably say he's more talented or whatever but that, that's my my thought process so yeah. Yeah, yeah nothing like a good sibling rivalry um yeah yeah I mean, so, I mean, not to jump ahead too far, but, uh, I mean, now he's probably your most consistent training partner, right? Yeah, no, I, I, he's, uh, critical to my, my training. If, uh, mm -hmm. if I didn't have him as a training partner, doing what I do now would be pretty difficult, uh, yeah. maybe even impossible. So yeah. have, having him's, uh, definitely a blessing. Uh, what do you call it? Make sure he's not listening. No. Um, <laughs> what do you call it whether whether we're training that's the thing we can train in all three styles and, and get something out of it right uh we can get a good judo round in it's, it'll be competitive right and, and you know when we're training it's it's for real we're not giving each other anything for free right jiu-jitsu right. wrestling 
right? Whatever it is, we, we can uh, train with each other and get something out of it. Um, hey, we could even be doing like striking, something that I don't compete in, and right. we'll get something out of it, right? So right. having him as a training partner is pretty invaluable, I'd say. Yeah. Do you guys uh, ever put wagers on your rounds? Oh. Um, For dinner? You know? Once, I, I swear. <laughs> I think there was at one point where I was in college. Uh, I might have mm-hmm. been a sophomore, junior. He, mm-hmm. he thought, you know, he, he's tearing up everyone in high school, thinks he's, you know, the guy comes up and he's like, David, I'm going to beat you. And I, I think we like made some sort of bet. I, I can't remember. I don't remember if it was money or what, but um, <laughs> turns out he wasn't quite the guy yet. He was still like a uh-huh. sophomore in high school. Right. So right. or a junior or whatever it was. And, yeah. you know, I beat him up a little bit and, you know, say, hey, come back next year. <laughs> so right. That was fun. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um he'll he'll say it never happened probably but, yeah probably yeah um so you're you're in high school you're doing well at wrestling you know what were um what was like judo looking like at that point how are you splitting time between yeah, the two so i i uh <clears throat> remember one of the things that kind of happened and um and this this was one of those things where uh i i, I would say looking back um I wouldn't have changed anything, but I'm like, oh, I'm, I wonder why I felt the way I did. Uh, I, I kind of know, but it, it, I was definitely younger and a, a little bit more, uh, how would I say, I would get frustrated very easily. Right? I get frustrated now, but it, it was like uh, very, I remember being not discouraged, but like just annoyed. So uh, at a certain point, like, you know, I, I ended up, uh, I, const- I constantly was second in like the judo world at, at my weight at the national level which which is honestly good right um yeah. but i was losing like these like close annoying matches uh to someone and so i kind of stepped away from judo a little bit i still trained it and uh the cool thing about hawaii is that we have a varsity uh varsity judo season right during the spring yeah it's a varsity sport in hawaii no other state to my knowledge has that um so we you know i would do the wrestling season in the winter and then i would do the uh judo season in the spring but uh, pretty much in high school i didn't compete on the national level in judo anymore i kind of just stuck to mm-hmm. local things and uh a lot of it was uh it's funny i never had goals of being a good wrestler uh until i started wrestling and i was like oh i'm not that good at i i'm i'm pretty good but i'm not the best at this thing in the state so let me like put some work in to really try to be one of the best at this thing e- even though it's not my first discipline and uh through that like i kind of shifted not more towards wrestling but it was a little bit more even whereas before you know when i was younger it was all judo a little bit of jujitsu to complement mm-hmm. uh, so that that kind of made a a little bit of a difference in my focus as far as what i was doing right so what do you think created that mindset for you where you're like you're kind of driven to be the best you know you're, you're like seeking to find a way to get better and compete at a higher level, you know, at the highest right. level that you can, like, where did that come from? Um, I, I think it, honestly, it just feels like part of my personality in, in a way mm-hmm. where, um, one, one of the things I, uh, one of the things I hated the most, I, I would say is, um, you know, it wasn't even necessarily winning, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely had a, like a chip on my shoulder kind of thing where like, you know, anytime I heard like negative, uh, negative talk directed towards me or whatever, I'm like, you, you know, 
mother whatever it was right i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna prove you wrong right so uh that was a big part of it um and you know i would say the other part of it was uh i i i just felt like um what do you call it i i had what it took to do the things that uh i wanted to do and it was up to me to either make it happen or you know fail right so um and i I failed a lot but um i would say that helped push me towards success later on uh if that makes sense but absolutely um so summarize your uh, high school wrestling career um and then let's get into you know getting recruited Mm, yeah so high school wrestling uh you know i started as a freshman and and really at that point i didn't really know how to wrestle but i somehow managed to take you know second in the state my freshman year we're at the lowest weight class. It's, it's a little bit easier to, to do well as a freshman. Uh, next year, I took fourth. That was kind of a not my greatest year. Uh, mm-hmm. Then the next two years after that, won states. Um, mm-hmm. So ended up being a two-time state champion, which is cool. Um, my brother, you know, he, he's got four. So he's, he's like, you know, uh, everyone might <laughs> that, right? Um, right? But uh, the big breakthrough for me in high school, obviously winning a, a, the Hawaii state titles meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you're stuck in Hawaii, that's all you really know, right? You're like, Oh, Hawaii state champ. Oh my God. That's what we want. Right. Uh, and yes, it's cool. But, uh, I remember dipping my toes into the national, uh, level, uh, my junior year. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, uh, up to that point, especially at, at that junior year, I was carving through everyone in Hawaii. I was like, man, mm-hmm. I am the freaking man. Like I am unstoppable. Right. Go to right. the national tournament thinking like, not necessarily thinking it was going to be the same, but thinking, oh, I, I should do pretty well. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a couple things happened and like I end up doing not bad, but uh, seeing those brackets of uh, so th- this tournament that I'm talking about is called Fargo, Fargo Nationals. Um, it has a longer name, but everyone knows it as Fargo because it's in Fargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that tournament, uh, looking back, what an awesome experience. But at the time, when you look at those brackets, you're like, damn this is a mountain to climb uh you have like a hundred something people in your bracket half of them are like state champions or placers or whatever right they have some sort of uh, accolade uh so going through that gauntlet was simultaneously awesome and also like you better be sharp if you want to get to the top eight which is what everyone wants right they want to be an all-american they want to be a national champion um and that first year I remember, you know, you can imagine it's a 128-man bracket. Or I, I think they did a different system back then, but big bracket, however they did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I win three matches. I'm like, oh, I'm doing really well. And you're like, well, you got to win like five more if you even want to crack the top eight. I'm like, damn. Right. Uh, you know, I end up losing my neck to close losses, but I it was the first time I think I'd ever gone to a tournament um, other than when, you know, I was like my first year of judo, right? Other than that, I think it was the first tournament I ever like didn't place at. Like I didn't, I got no. You weren't even eighth, right? You were like thirtieth, whatever, whatever the place was, right? And I remember that like ate at me for that entire year, uh, you know. And we we come back around to my senior year, I kind of just clean clean house in Hawaii again, and you know, at that point, I know I'm like, yeah, this is great, it's cool, I'm winning, like no one can really touch me, but. I know there's that big thing off in the distance that like, Hey, you didn't do well there. Right. So at that point, like my focus just went right to the Fargo tournament. Right. And, uh, I I would say it was never something I was like, Oh, I want to be a a Fargo all American or national champion. It's just, it, 
kind of revealed itself and you know it kind of stared me in the face and you know it's like someone dangling a something in front of you and like now you're not good enough i'm like damn i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking get that thing uh so that entire like after i'd won the state title my senior year everything was focused on well we had judo season i you know i took care of business there and then immediately shifted focus towards uh fargo Mm -hmm. and had a really really uh you know, kind of unexpected, but great run in, um, the freestyle division. So I was, uh, what, how would I describe it? Like, uh, I, I, I had expectations of myself, like being able to reach the top eight, but I ended up doing even better. Uh, I ended up running all the way to the finals and, you know, back then, you know, flow wrestling wasn't as big, like, uh, you know, the internet was, was a thing, but you know, people weren't scouring rankings as much as they are now, or at least as much as I think they are. Uh, so I was like pretty unknown, like, you know, just some random kid from Hawaii. And, you know, a lot of the guys from the big States are like, Oh, I drew a kid from Hawaii. We're going to, we're going to clean house. Right. Um, so that, that, that felt good to, you know, not only like say, Hey, I'm from Hawaii, but you know, you're, you're going to have a tough match. Uh, but to, you know, rattle off, like, I think I had to win I want to say eight matches could have been nine, but I had to win like eight or nine in a row to make the finals, mm-hmm. uh, end up wrestling an, uh, an absolute, um, you know, stud, uh, from Nebraska slash I always like kind of from both, uh, lose a close one to him. But, you know, at that point, uh, I was like, wow, I made, I made the finals of this tournament that I couldn't even place at last year. Like I, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sad I didn't win. Cause I was that close, but at the same time, a massive improvement. Right. Um, right. One thing, uh, I, I, I guess I should add this in as well. One thing that drove me to really push for that tournament was, you, you know, I have the chip on my shoulder kind of thing, especially when I was that young. Uh, I remember when I realized that college wrestling was a thing, I didn't really know until like my junior year, which is mm-hmm. weird because we're trapped in our Hawaii bubble, right? right. Um, nobody really thinks about, you know, what comes after, which, you know, short-sighted, yada, yada. But um I remember, like, you know, I, I would send out emails and be like, hey, I'm a Hawaii State champ, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I'm interested in wrestling at the Division One level. Got nothing back from, I think, maybe one school, but they weren't D1. So, I, you know, if I was going to wrestle in college, I, and, and, you know, this, this may be unrealistic for some, but for me, I was like, I, I want to wrestle D1. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. I'm going to go do judo. Uh, so going to Fargo, part, part of it was being like, hey, like, I can compete at the national level with these guys, even though I'm just from Hawaii. So, you know, just, just watch. And, you know, there, there's a little bit of luck involved too, obviously, but, you know, I was able to do that. Um, and because of that performance, I was able to get uh, recruited to American, um, mm-hmm. which it was the first D1 school that offered me a, a scholarship, a full ride. So, mm-hmm. you know, immediately I'm like, I- I'm your guy. Let's do this. Right. Uh, it was a pretty quick turnaround as well. I remember you know, I, I had the, this, this awesome run in that tournament, uh, took second. I'm like, all right, that was great. Let's, let's see what happens next. But keep in mind, this is after I had technically graduated, right? So it's the summer right. of a graduation, yeah. right? So I had already like, I technically, I was supposed to go to university of Hawaii and just, you know, I was going to do judo, but, um, this ends up happening. Uh, I get a bunch of interest from colleges. Cause if you take second in a national level tournament, you're going to get offers, right? <laughs> Obviously um despite and, your age right 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 uh and then immediately like in a three-week window you know i'm signed up to american enrolled and they ended up going out there and that mm-hmm. was a, a pretty big 
change for me, especially at that age, because now I'm going to the East Coast, right? I'm mm-hmm. in DC. Uh, I'm not in Hawaii where, you know, I'm comfortable, but uh, I remember just being, you know, really excited to, to make that leap. So that, that's kind of how that went. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you didn't even have time to really think about it. You know, it's kind of no, like. No, no. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> as soon as I, you know, as soon as we're talking, you're getting recruited, you're talking to the coaches and they're like, Hey, we want to offer you a full ride. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, let's do it. Like, I, I'm not waiting because yeah. I only have like three weeks until school starts, right? So, right. so, do, do were you able to do judo at all while you were in college? Uh not too much. I mean, maybe I did a little bit, but and by a little bit, I mean like barely any. Uh, right. but the thing about my style was that it's very integrated with judo. It's like, uh, you know, especially when I was young, when I was a freshman little bit as a sophomore i my traditional wrestling was pretty poor if i'm being completely honest like like i'll once in a while if i i feel like having fun and you know roasting myself i'll watch like old freshman matches and i'd be like right. oh my god what a, what is that like what am i doing <laughs> uh and then uh you know um no one's ever perfect right even now there's there's plenty of things wrestling wise that i don't do well plenty mm-hmm. of things but looking back then i'm like yeah you didn't really know how to wrestle you knew how to throw people Right. right. And I, I knew how to move my body in weird ways. So that kind of helped me out a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I would say uh, I was basically doing judo, just not with a gi, if that makes right. sense, especially yeah. during the first couple of years. Yeah. So, I mean, you had like, you know, your freshman year in high school, you had pretty good success. Obviously, your junior and senior, you, you win state championships and you went and you make it to the final of. Um, the Fargo tournament and I'm assuming you're having judo success along the way. Yeah. So um, in, in judo, like obviously I, I didn't compete on the national level, but you know, there's the Hawaii state championship and you know, mm-hmm. I was able to win four of those, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I would say, uh, I, I, I was at that point, right. Where I had to kind of pick between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one thing, and this is why, you know, judo loses some athletes to wrestling a lot we're in the u.s there's no real scholarship there there's some like little things here and there but mm-hmm. nothing like division one right like nothing like the ncaa where hey you you take you know top eight at nationals like you're probably getting a full ride to a division one university of some as you know provided you have the grades um yeah. whereas like judo like there's just not much so that was an easy choice for me even though I, I love judo, that's like my, uh, or my original sports, what I'm doing now. But, uh, it, at that time it's like free college and I get to wrestle D one or go do judo easy choice. Right. So, right. And it's a pretty good school too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so what I was going to ask you about is like, you're, you're doing all the, you have all these successes and like, what's that doing for your confidence? And, you know, are you, you know, how, did you rely on that as you were competing and uh, you know obviously in college you continue to have successes as well um yeah so i i would say you know uh in the beginning there was a little bit of uh and i i had to get rid of this pretty quickly but like you know oh man i'm just i'm happy to be here like you know which which is which is good right you know i was grateful to to do what i did um but I was a little starstruck my first year. I was like, oh my God, I'm wrestling division one. This is exactly right. what I wanted. And, uh, you know, I would go out and compete 
and you know very quickly uh you know i i had a little bit of success as like so you, you know there's the whole red shirt thing where you get you basically wrestle unattached for a year and you get to have an extra year then the next couple of years you you can use your eligibility but uh mm-hmm. in that red shirt year i really kind of figured out quickly like oh man this is this is different right like obviously i had success on the national level in high school against guys who you know eventually became you know NCAA champions all americans etc but mm-hmm. um now that i'm at this level it's like oh physically i'm not quite as strong as these guys right uh i don't know all the ins and outs of the sport yet i also i don't really know like a, an entire phase of wrestling like uh you know a lot of the things uh one thing that you know college coaches will tell you you know in, in wrestling you got to stand up and escape when someone's on top right like i was so bad at doing that when i was uh younger part of it's physical like you're just smaller as a freshman but uh part of it too is just like no one in hawaii knew how to like really put a good solid top pressure on you um and you know i i had to learn that uh as something that i continue to work on throughout my entire uh, career um so confidence wise i'd say uh in the beginning i was like whoa like this is going to take a lot of work um and then i i, I slowly felt like I, I was building to something better as a red shirt um and then you know once i get into my uh years where i actually started right like i got to my true fret or I guess red shirt freshman year, whatever you want to call it, right? The year that I'm actually uh, competing for the for the team, uh, that was a, a very interesting year in that it was a, a pretty mixed bag. So I had some really big wins. I just, you know, one one of the biggest wins I actually remember is I I ended up beating a D two national champion. That was cool. Um, you know, I ended up uh, I think I beat I might have beaten an All American or something like that, or or at least some some guys ranked in the top ten, which at the mm-hmm. time was was big for me um but towards towards the end of the year um i end up uh getting uh getting hurt at, at ncas right so i qualify which was like i'm like sick i qualified for ncas as a freshman that's a great start um mm-hmm. let's go into nationals see how we do first match you know i'm wrestling the number seven guy in the country and uh i'm doing really well i i throw him on his back right i'm up by a bunch of points but i end up uh you know, with a really nasty high ankle sprain in one of the exchanges. And I just remember, like, I couldn't post on my leg at that point. And, you know, eventually he, he I believe it was like a reversal. Uh, he, like, rolled me over and pinned me. I just could not, like, drive off my foot. So that was rough in that, you know, I, went, I go 0-2 at my first NCAAs. Um, and I was pretty, pretty, pretty bummed, obviously. Uh, although, you know, I did, I was in the back of my mind being like, hey, I'm a freshman. I got plenty of time um but at the same time it is a finite thing right like some sometimes you know if you're competing in the senior level like freestyle olympics you know obviously there's a there's a cap but it's like more nebulous right with college it's like four years that's what you got right you got to make it happen in those four years um so confidence it was there but i would say i wasn't quite um I didn't quite believe in my ability to wrestle the best guys if that makes sense like, yep. I was like, I know I can be a top 10 guy, but it's like, once I get to that top 10, I don't know how it's going to go. Um, that's something I had to develop later, uh, if that makes sense. But. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely had um, other athletes on here, and they talk about their initial college experience, you know, rolling into training camp, you know, especially mm-hmm. for soccer. It's, you know, mm-hmm. August, and you're just coming, you know, you're two months after graduating high school, and, like, just the speed and the strength and, 
know, it's everything that you pretty much describe where you're just like, okay, right. this is a different level and I, and I have to work my way up to it. So it's almost like you take two steps back and then work your way past where yeah, you work. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you keep, you know, you're obviously working your way through your college career and um, you end up being an All-American. Um, mm -hmm. Your senior year? Right. Yep. Senior, senior, senior. So to be an All-American in wrestling, you have to, how many, like, uh, what so, are the spots? Uh, matches to win. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. So basically, uh, it, it really depends on like. Uh, so the nice, the nice thing I suppose about the NCAA tournament is that you know you could take a loss uh, at a certain point and still come back and be an All American. It's not like mm -hmm. if you lose your first match and you're out. Like a lot of the tournaments that I do these days, you lose your first match and you're out. And it's like, oh man, if you happen yeah. to draw someone that's very good, and or or you just something happens, right? Uh, right. You're like, man, I just. I don't get a chance to fight again. Um, right. But at NCAAs, you see it all the time where people will lose once, come back All-American. It's if the, Let's put it this way. The earlier you lose, the longer the road is, right? So if mm -hmm. I were to lose in my first round, the round of 32, mm -hmm. you're going to have to win like four or five maybe. I, I could be off, right? Um, I'd have to look at a, a bracket, but I'd have mm -hmm. to win like four or five to get back in and make the top eight right and all american right. is top eight in the country um you know out of all the nca qualifiers 33 qualifiers per week mm -hmm. um so for me when i did end up uh making it uh to the podium i i did it the not easy way but like more uh manageable way i suppose if you want to call it that mm -hmm. way where you know i got three wins in a row so if you win three in a row right off the bat you're an all-american right um you win your round of 32, round of uh, 16, and then you win your quarters. Quarters mm -hmm. are obviously a big round. Um, you know, if you win that, you're in the top six. If you mm -hmm. lose, you have to drop back to what we call the blood round, um, mm -hmm. where uh, it's the round of 12, right? They're trying to eliminate this, those last four guys and figure out who is actually in the top eight, right? right. So for me, uh, I was, I'm glad I did it that way, where, you know, I didn't yeah. have to rattle off like five wins in a row and you know right. I, I hear a lot of a lot of my uh peers that you know maybe made the podium but went the other route where they might have lost early and uh, i'm just like damn that sounds rough like you had to your shoulders like falling out your neck is banged up and your knees barely working and you got to wrestle five matches in a row and win all five um so i, I didn't do it that way um the 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 my sophomore and junior year uh Funny enough, yeah. You know, my freshman year, I go zero and two, right? So nothing. Um, but sophomore and junior year, I actually win my first two, and I make it to that quarterfinals, right? That big round. I end up losing in, in both of those years, and then I drop back to that round of twelve uh, match, and and both years I lost, uh, and those were like obviously the most uh, to me the the most heartbreaking losses, right? You're you're that close, right? You're right there, but hey you didn't get it so um that was uh that was a tough time for me a little bit um i i, I would say especially my sophomore year just because in that round of 12 there was a moment where i thought i was like oh i have this match for sure lost a little bit of focus and then ended up kind of fumbling the scenario because of it and you know i i don't think i've ever done that since but you know at the time i was like oh i've, I've got this and i got a little lazy with something end up getting reversed and that's the match right so um 
that was uh when i when i did end up breaking through my senior year it was uh it was uh how would i describe it well, just the the most uh powerful of feelings just because i had been in so close to the years before and mm-hmm. uh wasn't quite able to get there but that, that's kind of how it happened for me right so when do you think like what made you realize you know obviously the focus is a huge deal um you know, during training and during matches, um, when did you like adopt more of a a pro mindset where you were, you know, really focused in training and you were taking care of yourself? And, you know, when did you kind of move from being just a kid from Hawaii to, Mm -hmm. you know, an NCAA division one wrestler where you had to address all things at all times? Right. I would say it happened kind of gradually, like, uh, Oh man, I was very, very. Uh, I don't know if I would say immature. Yeah, immature and just not, uh, not un- unprofessional as like you know that red shirt. Maybe even to my freshman year, but gradually, you know, as I get more experience and I, you know, start to figure myself out a little bit and develop, uh, I would say I got better at you know being professional. Right, um, you know, I would say right around my sophomore year is when I made a big breakthrough. Uh, cause my freshman year and, and, and my redshirt year, like I was pretty good. Like I was in that top 30, top 20 realm. So, you know, NCAA qualifier level where you're a good wrestler, right? Um, but you're, I, I want, I don't know if you're elite yet, right? You're, you're in the, the best tournament in the, in the country, but, uh, you're not getting those big wins, right? Um, once I kind of hit my sophomore year for, for a variety of reasons, I, I think I made a big jump to where I was contending to be in that top 10 every year after that um a lot of it was mental some of it was technical um and some of it physical as well uh I, you know i i definitely put on a little bit more size and muscle i know i'm small now but like you know for a 125er right you know i got a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger but um that to me is when it happened and i i don't think it i don't necessarily think it happened all at once is you know a gradual thing you know you start eating a little bit better. You figure out your, your uh, you know, how to track your calories. And, you know, um, you start studying at better times and going to bed at a, a decent hour. Like, I felt like when I was younger, like 18 or 19, I could train on two hours, three hours of sleep and do just fine. If I right. do that now, <laughs> there's no way. I'm not, nothing's going to happen. <clears throat> but right. so I, I think it was a process. But Yeah. Now, did you guys have um, a sports psychologist you guys worked with? I mean, how did you? We did. We did. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, we, we, we brought a guy in and we, we had uh, some, some one-on-one sessions, some group sessions. Uh, mm-hmm. I, think, I think it might have been every year with him. Um, it, and, and that was uh, insightful. I, I would say for me, kind of finding my own personal way to deal with, with nerves. Like For me, uh, I had competed a lot. Um, but when we would get to like the bigger events, I would definitely feel, feel some nerves and uh, I might even be a little rattled sometimes. I remember the first time going to an, the NCAA tournament, the division one NCAA tournament and just being like, Oh my God, there's 20,000 people here for, for wrestling. That's crazy. <laughs> I never knew this was a thing. Um, right. and just being, you know, starstruck, you know, kind of out of place being like, wow, like this is a thing. I wasn't even wrestling there. Right. I was just watching cause I was a red shirt. Um, and then coming in the next year being like, all right, like, okay, I guess we got to deal with this. Um, 
And I felt like I had a great way to deal with that later as I went. One of the, it's simultaneously nerve wracking, but also one of the coolest things about being the lowest weight class. We go first, right? Um, what, what'll happen at NCAs is, you know, they'll, they'll bring us out, right? We're about to wrestle. You know, if you're one of the first matches, you're walking around on the mats while they're hyping the crowd up, right? And it, it's like pretty deafening. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in the beginning, I would say I was like, oh my God, this is a lot, right? Um, but I, I started to figure out different, you know, methods to, to deal with it. Um, uh, one, one thing I would do is like, uh, I, I would kind of, I would, I would do a little bit of, uh, how would I describe it? Just, just visualization, right? I would be like, oh, you know, they're hyping the crowd up. There's a lot of noise. And I would just visualize it as like, you know, physical energy coming out. Like, like you know, uh, I, I would say like white light. And I would just kind of like absorb that and be like, oh, this is for me. Like, um, and that helped me kind of deal with those really high energy, high noise scenarios. Um, to where now I, 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 it doesn't really bother me. I, I wouldn't say it doesn't bother me, but I know how to deal with it. Let's put it that way. So right. that, that's yeah. one kind of strategy I picked up from the psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you've grown in, in the way you compete and the way you mm-hmm. prepare to compete. So you get out of college and, you know, what happens next? So, um, you know, I, I wanted to give uh, the senior level freestyle wrestling a shot. So I end up wrestling um, on the, uh, we, we call it the international circuit. It kind of is, but in wrestling, you can do it more domestically. Like obviously for judo now, I travel a lot to international <laughs> destinations, but uh, for wrestling, you can stay in the U.S. and, and make it a little bit more uh, doable, I suppose. and. Uh, you know, I I, ha- I definitely struggled in the beginning uh, on the international wrestling scene. Like, I didn't place at the U.S. Open. You know, I had some rough results at other tournaments. And I was like, man, this is like, uh, it, granted, I was, I, I felt like I was skillful, but this is like freshman all over again, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually, uh, this was back in 2018, so still a little bit while ago, but I had probably one of my best tournaments uh, where, you know, I was, I was fifth at the U.S. Open. Um, which to me was almost as much of an accomplishment as being an all American. Um, the thing about freestyle wrestling and like the U S open and those sorts of tournaments is that you have multiple generations of like all Americans and national champions competing, Mm -hmm. right? College is gated. There's only four years that you can, well, you know, now there's COVID eligibility and all that other stuff, but uh, it's supposed to be only four years. Right. Um, versus like, in in freestyle and senior level freestyle you could be wrestling a 30 year old from cornell or you know whatever other school it was and you're like i remember this guy back when i was a freshman he was a senior and now you're wrestling him like every other tournament right uh mm-hmm. so that that was a challenge for me and i, I remember being uh obviously it's the goal is to be the best guy to represent the u.s at worlds and olympics right but uh for me i was like damn i okay top five in the u.s we're we're now one of the best arguably the best wrestling country at least in freestyle right in men's freestyle so that to me i was like in a country with depth i, I made it pretty far that was awesome uh so i was pretty pretty uh happy with that tournament um you know the next year after was a little tougher because i ended up getting injured a bit uh more so i didn't compete as much uh you know somewhere along there like in 2017 that's when i got you know uh i got linked up with 50 50 right so I was actually wrestling a lot more back then. I would go to American, train with their mm-hmm. guys, you know, come and teach and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, I'm doing the judo thing, so I'm here now. 
mm-hmm. but I would say that that was kind of right around where I stopped because COVID was shortly after that, and you know, kind of figuring out what do I want to do next? Do I want to stick with freestyle or do I want to branch out into something new? And it's one of the dilemmas of being a multi-sport athlete, right? It's like once you get to that highest level, it's really difficult to do multiple things uh, as much as I would love to. Um, right. So it's like, hey, you, you, there's wrestling, there's judo, there's jujitsu. You can be successful at, at all three of these, but, you know, figure out which one you're going to pursue right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's that's kind of how the wrestling went. I never I, I, I was a volunteer coach while my brother was at American, but I never really wanted to be like a full time college coach. Uh, it just seemed like not that it wasn't for me. Like I, there are parts of it that are fun doing the college coaching gig. Um, but I would say it feels, uh, you have to be very unselfish, right? Everything is for the athlete at that point. Like you as the coach, right? That's your job. Um, you know, your competitive, uh, experience is all tailored to that. It's not about you anymore. Right. So, you know, I, I just felt like I couldn't really do that and also be a, a high level competitor at the same time. So, right. um, and you did win a, a jiu-jitsu world championship at I some did, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, 2021. Uh, gotcha. So I, I know in that transition, like, uh, I was like, oh, let's, I want to, let me see if I still have the, the jiu-jitsu skills. So I jumped into some tournaments and I, I didn't do very well right away. There are plenty of tournaments where like, uh, I remember, I think it was Gee Pans as a purple belt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm doing well against the guy I have in the first round. I take him down right away. I'm like, and usually for me, if I score points, I, I'm going to win. Um, but in that case, he, he caught me with a weird submission. I was like, damn, like, uh, this is interesting. Um, you know, but as I, as I got uh, more jujitsu in, right, I, I was at 50-50 a lot more. Um, so I was like, oh, I might as well train some jujitsu. And uh, that eventually led to uh, 2021, I win uh, – brown belt nogi worlds um which to me like i was i wasn't really interested in like a lot of the ibjjf stuff until that was the year they brought heel hooks back or mm-hmm. not back but they they allowed them right because mm-hmm. before that like i've always felt there's like an asterisk next to the ibjjf especially the nogi stuff mm-hmm. um the gi is its own thing right but the nogi stuff i was like you can't they took like a bunch of weapons off the table right once they brought those back i'm like oh this is a worthwhile thing to me let's see how, uh, uh, you know, let's go out there, let's prepare and try to do well at this thing. And, you know, worked out. Um, one thing that was really cool is, you know, both me and my brother won our respective belts, right? Josh mm-hmm. won it purple. I won it brown. And, uh, yeah, that, that was a fun time. That was a good tournament. Cool. Um, I want to go back real quick to, um, you know, being present, like in the moment of when you're competing and, mm-hmm. Now, how important that is to like, especially when you're just on an island all by yourself, it's just you and another guy. Right. And, you know, how do you, you know, you talked about doing some visualization, but there has to be other things that you do to like, you know, just be in the moment and not worry about the result as much as just, you know, the actual moment that you're in right then and there. Right. Um, I, I think a, a strategy that made a lot of sense to me, uh, or at least a mental strategy is just always trying to focus on like, you know, what comes next rather than like what just happened. Right. Uh, I think right. that's something that you can easily fall into. I, it still happens to me once in a while. Like, you know, I make a mistake. I'm like, damn it. Like I shouldn't have done that or whatever. Right. Um, but it's, it's definitely, uh, 
I think most people should train themselves to be like, hey, like on to the next thing, right? Because what's done is done. Uh, mm -hmm. I know for me, uh, I've had matches where uh, I, I've been doing well in the beginning and I, I almost like admire my own work too much, right? You're just like, damn, that was a really cool takedown or this, yeah. that, and the other. You get a little overzealous later on. This only happened a handful of times, but you know, to me, it was like a handful too many, right? Uh, right. Around my head and, you know, I end up losing towards the end because I do something dumb or I mess up, whatever the case may be. Uh, and especially at that level, it's like in, in in the back of my head, right? I'm like, if I get a certain amount of a lead, like I get a, a four point lead or what, what, whatever the amount is, right? It's like, done match. Like this should be over. But, you know, I had like two or three matches where that wasn't the case. And I'm like, all right, I need to kind of reframe how I'm doing this, right? Uh, and obviously things are happening very quickly where you're not able to process things consciously in real time right um but right. if you let your mind settle on what just happened too much uh i i think that's to your detriment right um so you know regardless of what happens like okay what do i do need to do next what is the score how can i bring this match back how can mm -hmm. i keep my lead or extend my lead um running those questions through my head um oftentimes i think directed me in a better way and it's not it's not always that specific um, but I'm always trying to point my mind to the next exchange, the next attack, the next uh, defensive attack, whatever it is, right? Um, so that to me made a big difference and kept me engaged more, right? If I ever felt that that uh, oh that was really nice, I mean, I, hey, bring it back down. Let's get back to what happens next because mm -hmm. that's just one moment in a match, right? So that's kind of right. how I think about it. Yeah, and it's um, it's an interesting like question to like think about how much of what you do you know in sport but particularly in what you do where how much of it is in your conscience and how much of it is just like instinct and subconscious and mm -hmm. subconscious and it just comes from your training right Absolutely. where it's just kind of like you're flowing through things and you're not i mean how much of it do you think you're actually thinking about or are you just trying to keep your your mind in a place where you you know are doing things kind of subconsciously right yeah i mean it, a lot of it has to be subconscious right especially in a sport like wrestling where it's just like bang 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 over and over mm -hmm. and over you know sometimes in like mm -hmm. there are certain positions where you do have time to kind of think you know if you got a guy flattened out you're like all right like you can you can be a little bit more conscious um mm -hmm. but especially when you're on your feet people are zipping around and you know pulling on your head or uh you know maybe clubbing you whatever the case may be mm -hmm. like uh you just you just have to fall back on your training um i i remember one thing i had to get used to was the physicality um mm -hmm. you know in high school you know we're, we're we're we were a lot what's the word we were less we were just less physical i suppose meaning that you know people weren't willing to give you a good club or they weren't willing to like shove you and get a little aggressive uh mm -hmm. you know that to me was a big hurdle in the beginning because every time someone would do something just like a mildly, I won't even say dirty, but mildly rough, I'd be like, what, what was that? You know, I, I would kind of do the throw the hands up thing. And like I quickly had to like get get rid of that. Like, you know, my, my coach is like, hey, just do it back to him. I'm like, all right, shit. Like that, that <laughs> that'll keep me in the moment more. And right. uh, rather than being like, oh, he did this thing. How, how dare he? Like, you know, yeah. so that I remember being very important because, you know, if I'm thinking about the wrong thing, it's not, it's not mm -hmm. even about thinking about the right thing half the time. It's just 
don't let your mind wander to the wrong thing, right? Keep it yeah. focused on what's happening. So uh, I think that's critical because if, if your mind floats off, uh, I, I think, you know, that, that match I was talking about where I lost in the blood round, my mind started wandering to like, oh, you're about to be an All-American. You're about to do this, blah, 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 blah. And then like, sure enough, like the guys, uh, you know, the position I'm in should have been fine if I had done the right things, which wouldn't have been that difficult. But, you know, I kind of started slipping off of the dude. I, I, I should have tried to stay on top by doing certain things. I just mm-hmm. didn't do them. Uh, I just tried to like hang on to him and I ended up like kind of falling off of him, right? And it's like, that is a mistake that should not happen. But you just got too excited and you thought about the future too much, right? And not even like the future of the match, like, the, you know, what happens right. after. So that was a total yeah. misuse of my, uh, my focus, right? Right. All right. So let's talk about your, what you're doing now. And yeah, um, it's, it's really cool. And, you know, right now you are representing the U.S. in mm-hmm. judo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how did you decide that, you know, I'm coming back to judo and how did you end up representing the U.S.? Kind of, you know, it seems like so quickly. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Uh, it, it all kind of, I don't, I don't want to say on a whim. There, there's several factors I think that like led to me wanting to come back to judo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the biggest things to me was like, oh man, like, you know, I have these cool wrestling accolades that, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't the best or anything like that, but I was like, I was, I was good. I, you know, um, I mean, I, that's relative, I suppose, but like, most people will tell you, hey, the D1 All-American is pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in, in jiu-jitsu, I'm like, oh, man, I, I want a Nogi World Championship. That's all. I mean, when we say World Championship, right, it's like brown belt World Championship. It's not really a World Champion. But I, I am proud of that title, even though it's not a black belt, right? Um, I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, you know, I've done this thing in jiu-jitsu. Cool. Like, what what else can what, – what's missing, right? And I'm like mm-hmm. – I don't really have a, a good like adult judo accomplishment. Like, uh, you know, I, I, there's some things I've done, like, you know, I've, I've won a couple of, you know, bigger tournaments in domestically, but, uh, you know, at the very least I want, I want to, I wanted to see like, if I still had, um, the judo specific skills to go a little further. Uh, you know, that's kind of why I came back and, and I did like, I like kind of dipped my toes in the water at first. Like I did like the U S open, um, I end up taking second and I'm like, man, I haven't competed in judo in like at that time. When was that? 2021. Ooh, like 10 years or something like that. Like over a decade, maybe. And I'm like, Oh, I, I still have these skills. Maybe they're not as good as they would have been if I had only done judo, but I'm like, I think I can make something work with this. Right. Uh, and, uh, from there I, I start to do, you know, a few more national tournaments win those and i'm like oh i'm the best in my weight in the u.s i I don't know if that says more about me or more of the state of american judo right but either way i'm like well if i'm the best we got then like you know let's send it uh and from there i started doing more international tournaments um kind of mixed results so far right uh you know i'd i'd be pressed to say like you know i'm i'm killing it right now i'm doing well i would say but um far from being like you know you know, Olympic champion or anything like that. So there's plenty to work on. Almost feels again like like I'm doing like the freshman year of of college again. Mm-hmm. Just now we're in judo. Uh, the goals are a little different as far as the rules, but uh, mm-hmm. but it, it's fun regardless. I you know wouldn't be doing this if it was like super easy. I'd say. Um, 
just to provide a little background, I mean, judo is huge in certain parts of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, I mean, it's really eye-opening. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in the U.S., it, it barely gets a blip on anyone's radar. Uh, yeah. It's but, something that parents drop their kids off, you know, yeah, yeah, in their, you know elementary yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you, If you go to Europe, like almost any European country, um, you know, they at least know what it is, right? Maybe they're, mm-hmm. they're even watching it or training it. Um, in France specifically, it is crazy big. France, uh, you know, all, most of the Eastern Bloc countries, uh, you know, they kind of get a pass because they're just, they, they're in every combat sport seemingly, except for jujitsu for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously the Asian countries, it has a pretty big pedigree like Japan, Korea, um, mm-hmm. starting to get bigger in, in like China and in those countries mm-hmm. as well. Um and one of the things I, I was kind of uh, not not surprised necessarily, but like, uh, how would I say, uh, maybe in awe of almost, I was like, wow, there's a lot of good judo competitors. Like right now, maybe on the Olympic ranking list, I'm like, what, maybe 80th? And which is, you know, doesn't sound impressive, but I'm like, I have to work pretty hard to get just to that level. And I'm going to have to continue to chip away to get to that top 30 mark. Uh, and you know, uh, you know, the higher up you get, the the harder the competition is. So it, it's kind of interesting to see that firsthand because people had always told me that when I was a kid, but I was like, ah, I don't know if that's true or not. Like I haven't seen the world much, but now right. that I've seen a lot of different, you know, judo destinations, I'm just like, wow, I mean, we're kidding. So yeah, um, yeah. So um, tell me what the process is. You know, from where you are now to um i know that you're working towards you know like i said you're an olympic hopeful so and the olympics are this summer this coming summer so you know how do you make that and then if you don't you know what happens yeah so uh the process is pretty simple Uh, you know all these international tournaments that i've been going to generally you know obviously you're trying to win or get a medal um get as many wins as you can that uh contributes to your ranking points right mm-hmm. more points you have the higher up you are uh and there's a there's a cutoff to qualify directly um it, it depends on the weight and uh it's generally around that 25 30 mark in the world so if you if you do crack into that and you're able to stay there uh when the olympics come around you'll you'll be going right the the only time you wouldn't be going is if you're if there's someone in your country ahead of you right uh i don't have to worry about that uh, the deeper countries have to worry about that. Like, uh, like the French, the Georgians, the Japanese, they have like multiple guys in that top ranking. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to pick one. Sometimes they just go with the guy who's ranked the highest. Sometimes they do a, like a little, a little match off. Sometimes uh, there's some political nonsense and they just choose somebody. Right. So um, that's kind of the direct process. Um, another way to get in that's a little bit, uh, I, I would say it's it's easier is that uh, you need to be the highest ranked guy in, in your continent or in your region. Um, so like within the Pan Am region, right? So the U.S., Canada, North America, South America. Um, I, we're not bad per se, like, uh, but we're not as good as Europe and Asia. That's for sure, right? Um, so if I was to become like the number one guy in this region, that would be one way to get in as well it's like the continental quota um same same for like you know africa the one thing that's weird is we get lumped in with oceania they don't have their own thing which makes sense because it's you know it's just australia and a bunch of small countries 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's generally the process. Uh, you know, if I make it, obviously cool. We're going to Paris. We do our thing. Um, if I don't make it, which is definitely possible, um, I would say that uh, I'm going to keep keep competing, and because at the same time I still want to make some world teams, still want to make some Pan American Championship teams. Uh, you know, I just came back from the Pan American Games tournament didn't go as well as I would have liked but it was a great experience uh i got to represent you know i got some team team usa gear which is cool I got mm. these, like they're giving out like oakley's and stuff which is cool <laughs> um not that i'm doing it for the gear but hey it's a nice yeah. point, right uh mm-hmm. but yeah i i, I want to see just how much better i can get at it um regardless of how i do obviously if i can make the olympic team hell yeah let's do it let's go mm-hmm. um, but if not no sweat uh and at that point, right, I because the Olympics next cycle are in L.A., it's actually going to be way easier to qualify as an American because the host nation gets to send someone at every weight, regardless of international ranking. Um, and that's a long time from now. I'll be like 34, um, mm-hmm. maybe even 35. So uh, depends what the day of the competition is. Right. But um, if I'm still number one in the U.S. at that point, then I'm the guy like wow like mm-hmm. you know it, it's not as uh impressive i suppose as qualifying like during this period but um would still be a huge honor to be able to represent and uh we'll see that's a lot of time right and uh you know i don't know if my body will hold up you know there's a lot of younger kids that are coming up at my weight class that could be tough uh you know domestic rivals um but whatever the case may be i i I know that this is something that I like doing because even after, you know, uh, sometimes if, if I have a bad result and, you know, I'll come home and be like, man, I, this was frustrating. That didn't happen. Well, I'll still have the feeling of, oh, I, I love this sport. I, I want to go back out even with the losses and, you know, maybe the, the, the frustrating qualities of judo. So, you know, I have this kind of judo, the art, it's like, it's so core to who I am uh judo the sport had the you know like any rule set leaves a lot to be desired right uh yep. sometimes i have my complaints here and there but hey you know th- those are the cards on the table i suppose but right. yeah i mean it sounds like uh like being a little older is actually a benefit for you and like dealing with you know the frustrations and and um you know just having a different perspective than when you were younger even in yeah, college yeah absolutely some of the teammates that i have on you know even the senior team which is the you know the adult age group um you know some of them are like uh 20 21 22 very very young um very capable like they're at that level for a reason um but it it is interesting i wonder like uh you know i feel that as a competitor at least with the uh how would i say like the mental approach and the psychological aspects of it uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm perfect, but I feel like I have that in my control and I, you know, I'm never going out there and letting my mind hold me back. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but, uh, at least to me, that's what it feels like where sometimes, you know, and I'm just an outsider to some of these people where sometimes I see it, like, I'm like, ah, it, it looks like, you know, maybe you're a little nervous, maybe this, maybe that, uh, I'm not their coach. So, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything, but in the back of my mind, that could be something I see. Uh, but you know, we, we have some young kids that are performing really well. Um, you know, there, we, one of our best guy currently is like a 20 year old, uh, mm-hmm. and he's like ranked maybe like 
top 18 in the world, 17, which for his age is like, he, he's doing great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's, I think he's a, a lock for the Olympics now because of that. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it, there, there's a wide range. There's some guys that are my, there, there are a few guys that are close to my age. Most of them are a little bit younger though, I'd say. Um, yeah. That's kind of the makeup of the team. Yeah. I know how I feel being the oldest one around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um what do we miss we miss um, anything well uh I'm not too sure uh i feel like i've covered most of like my background um mm-hmm. but yeah it you know the one the one thing i would say like this stuff for me is uh mostly for the love of the sport and because i love i love competing uh and getting after it um you know, I there was a period where I was I was definitely thinking like, hey, you've accomplished a lot. You don't have to be doing this stuff. And you know, with with the support we get from USA Judo, they don't do they do some things. It's just we don't get much. So you know, this is all out of, mostly out of pocket, right? So I'm like, man, oh, wow. I've been spending a lot of money on these trips, but that's fine, right? Like you know, I can always make money later. But you know, my competitive years will only last for so long. I'd like to take advantage of them while they're here uh so for me there was like definitely a decision point where i'm like you know i could just be coach guy and you know uh do my thing in that fashion and you know like a lot of people do that but i'm like why not keep it going as long as i can right um obviously there's there's going to be a time where maybe i'm a little too old body's not quite keeping up and we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there but for now i you know i i'd like to stay in the fire so to speak but cool yeah, I mean, we're all uh, cheering for you. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Things pan out. So, um, well, I really thank you um, for sharing all your, your yeah, story yeah, yeah. and how you got to where you are. Make this happen, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Matchplay. If you're enjoying the podcast and find it valuable, please consider visiting buymeacoffee.com slash matchplay. These small donations collectively help offset costs and other expenses associated with production of the podcast so I can continue to offer this service for free. Please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. This is a huge help. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on matchplayrecruit.com for our social media links. See you on the trail.